Welcome to Game Changer. Hello. We are here, and Thanks for so are the you. Last week, you guys killed it. <laughs> you did. Thank you. You did. I don't know those moments when you hear those things, but while you're in it, you're like, man, that was as flat as a pancake. But no, you killed um, it. I hope whoever listened to last week was blessed and encouraged to break but, those things that were holding back from God and break it before Him. Amen. Well, today we're going to break open the topic of faithful. We're going to talk about faithful. And um, this is something that's been on my heart even for the last several, for the last few weeks. Um, not not necessarily in the form of the podcast, but, you know, I, I kind of talked about it. We talked about it a lot. And, um, and so we decided to talk about it today. But we're going to talk about faithful. And we're going to talk about God's faithfulness, not our faithfulness, right? How many know that our faithfulness is really nothing. You know, the times, you know, if, if I begin to look back and, and I begin to say, you know, wow, you know, this person was faithful or, I, you know, I was faithful in this, in this season. When you begin to measure it against the, the Lord and what it really means, it just completely, speaking of falling flat, it falls flat on his face. But I want to discuss this morning the faithfulness of God, the faithfulness of God. And, you know, if you're... Um, watching live with us you know many of you are going to be listening to this or watching it after but if you're watching live with us you can weigh in with your comments on this topic because i think we've all um I, you know what i'll say this i know we've all experienced the faithfulness of god and i want to try my hardest this morning diane and i want to you know i want to ask you know even the lord to help us this morning to, to, to talk about this topic because it's, it's really big and it's, it's so, and to me, what's happened over this last couple of weeks, because I'm, we're even dealing with this, even ourselves, you know, and some things, you know, you, um, you know, you question God's faithfulness in seasons. You're grateful for God's faithfulness in seasons. And I, and I think we're always grateful, but you're aware that you're grateful. You're aware of God's faithfulness in seasons. But, you know, I want to go back to that first one. You question God's faithfulness in seasons and you are unsure sometimes of how God's going to do it. And so I just want to talk about this topic. And, you know, first, let me say that faithful is this. And this is this is a couple of definitions that I wrote down. This is from Google. But faithful is the fact. And this is and this is also um you know, like biblical definitions too of, of faithful. So I want you to get this, the fact or quality of being true to one's word or commitments as to what one has pledged to do or professes to believe, etc. And then it says in the Bible, uh, King David, the Psalmist David reports God's faithfulness in keeping promises. He reports God's faithfulness and keeping promises. Here's another definition. This is a cool word. Steadfast. We don't use that word anymore, right? Steadfast in affection or allegiance. But look at the word steadfast. It's like unmovable, right? Here's another definition. Firm in adherence to promises. Here's another one. Given with strong assurance. I got another one for you. True to the facts, to a standard or to an original. I just say, you know, we always talk about original. Right now it's popular sometimes for things to retroactively come back right into lives, but there's only one OG. 
And that was when there was nothing else. There was him. So true to an original. And then here's the, <clears throat> here's the last definition I want to pull out, and then we can talk about this. Full of faith. Here's what's interesting. We're not talking about us. We're talking about God. We're talking about his faithfulness. So when we talk about a lot of times like trying to have faith for something, believe and, and exercise our faith, it's always like, you know, even Jesus says it's just a mustard seed of faith. And he talks about like, you know, you just need a little bit of faith and then people grow their faith and increase in faith and walk in faith and have faith. But he is full of faith. Think about that for a second. Like he is full of faith and that's faithfulness. Amen. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> I was just taking it all in. Um, I Sometimes uh, we kind of conversate about what our topic is going to be, and sometimes it's kind of, okay, this is what it is. And uh, this morning when I was just um, thinking and meditating, I was kind of like the word, which is interesting because I hadn't seen the first part of your notes, but steadfast was one of the words and steadfast means immovable. You're just focused. And I was reminded we have a, we have a little, uh, Morky, it's a Maltese and Yorkie mix. And, you know, before, sometimes we go to take them outside to walk, you almost had to bring him into like, you're going outside, you're going potty and you had to focus him steadfast and to go out and go potty because if you didn't like take control over that when he walked outside if he seen a squirrel he even though he knew the routine i'm out there to go potty if he got his his eyes fixed on that squirrel it didn't matter what you said or what you did he was going after it so you know i think steadfast means no matter what comes your way you're just going to stay focused and remained and um you know when i was thinking also about faithful i was thinking about you know faithfulness is something that starts in your heart and you know the word of god talks about um you know the issues of life flow from the heart and that before something becomes unfaithful they've already made that decision in their heart you know whether it's faithful to you know the word of god you've made that decision in your heart before mm-hmm. it became something that you did on the external but how amazing that is that god's heart for you is always like steadfast and true it doesn't waver his decision in his heart is always for you not against you for your good not for your harm mm-hmm. you know he believes the best in you he hopes you know he he encourages you pushes so i thought it was kind of interesting because it comes back to his faithfulness is a reflection of his heart for you that's good that's good for taking that's pretty good for taking it all in (laughs) it's pretty good stuff that was off the fly guys (laughs) it was from your heart we've been talking about this actually we've been talking about this so for for a a while the subject of this and again sometimes the best way to talk about it is to walk in it experience it and to think about it and, and even to question it you know um you were listening to a sermon yesterday about um qu- questions you know and uh and so you know let me let me give you a phrase that we've used in church and i'll bring it up today and we'll talk about that with regards to again we're talking about god's faithfulness here we're not talking about yours mine we're not talking about being faithful ourselves, right um, we're not talking about having faith. We're talking about his faithfulness, his faithfulness. And um, the phrase stand by his word, 
right? We've used that word, that, that phrase in society, right? And Hey, are you going to stand by your word? And how many times has someone let you down? How many times, you know, how many, you know, it comes into question every time you enter into an agreement, you know, will this person keep their word when you enter into a covenant, a relationship, when you, you know, when you put your trust in someone, you know, will they stand by their word? And you know, the reality is the way it comes up all the time, because we've been let down multiple times. We've let others down, you know, multiple times. I've let you down in, you know, my word, you've, you know, you've let me down. We've let each other down. We've let others down. But here's the thing, standing by his word. This is what it means in, in, to break it down in simple, in simple terms. He kept his promise and he fulfilled his responsibility. And here's the thing I want to bring out too, when we're talking about faithfulness, you know, and I want, I want, because look, we're going to talk about it in the, in the context here as we move forward in the podcast today on like waiting, you know, what you're waiting for, what you're expecting, you know, because that's where it's questioned. That's where it comes into question. It doesn't come into question when the answer comes, you know, if God, when God comes through and moves and does something for you, it's not a question at that very moment, if he can do it, it's a question when you're when you're going through it, waiting for him to do it in your mind, or you're waiting for the fruit of it. But can I just say this? He kept past tense, his promise. He fulfilled past tense, his responsibility. So can I just say this? Your waiting is not in vain because and you're not waiting on God. And you know, you've, you've heard this where you're not waiting on God. He's waiting on you. And let me break that down because you're, we, we think sometimes we're waiting on him. Or we're, we're waiting on him. Like, okay, when's God going to do this? But he's waiting on us. And what I, what I mean by that is when he was on the cross, he said two words or three words. It is finished. And he fulfilled everything at that moment. And so, you know, in his word has been written. And when he speaks his word, it happens. You know, somebody said God can't lie. And, you know, you think, well, God can do anything. Well, the reason, you know, kind of like a, a something might help you visually why I think, you know, God can't lie. If God said the grass is blue, you know, you and I know grass is green, right? Well, if God said the grass is blue, by the time you and I looked to verify, it would be blue, meaning he can't lie because he creates. So when he, when he spoke his word, his word was sealed. It's his word. You know, he, he, he created something from nothing. The world was without form and void. And he said, you know, he said, let there be light. And there was light. And so he kept his promise. He fulfilled his responsibility. So your waiting is not in vain. God worked and never has stopped working. And the one who gave you your dreams, can I just say this? He'll be the one to help them come true. We, we talk about, you know, he's the author of our dreams, right? He put it in my heart. Well, Hebrew said he's the finisher too. You know, he's faithful. And some of us have given up on what God's authored in our hearts because we haven't seen it come to fruition or we haven't seen it finish. Well, it doesn't mean that he's not faithful. And, and so I think sometimes he makes us wait on purpose so that he will be glorified by the good that comes. And you go, well, prove that. Well, scripture in Lazarus and in, in Luke uh, or in uh, John 11 you know, where, where Lazarus was, was dead and he, you know, he showed up after the fact. And, um, you know, so I just want to point that out that God's faithfulness is he kept his promise and he fulfilled his responsibility. And so we can't become discouraged, you know, in the delays and we do. Well, I think sometimes what we, uh, 
view delays or waiting as denials, but they're not. But sometimes God's using those things to preserve us. And um, that's something we were sharing with someone this weekend while we were um, out to dinner with them is that we sometimes get discouraged in that waiting because we feel like God's um, not faithful to maybe something he's placed in our heart. And we feel like now's the time. And so, you know, we feel like we're ready, but God knows that inner, you know, our innermost being, our heart, our thoughts, our emotions, our spiritual walk, he knows everything about us. And so what we view as some kind of waiting or, or even maybe even punishment, maybe sometimes we feel like, and, and God's a good God, he doesn't punish us. Right. But there is, there are things reaping and sowing. So I get that. I'm not saying that, but he, he, he's not punishing us, but sometimes he's preserving us. And while we're in that period of time, we don't recognizing as preserving, we recognize it as he's punishing or he's holding us back or, you know, I've failed God in some way. So he's not allowing this. So I think it's all perspective. We, but if we can always line it back to God's heart for us is always good. His heart is always good. It's always good. God is always good. And sometimes when we hit those resistance or those things, we forget that, you know, it's you know, when I mentioned something about our heart, we make those decisions within our heart, you know, and out of our heart, that's when we, you know, maybe react in the wrong way. And so we don't remain true to what we know is true, which is the word of God, which is infallible. We allow the issue that maybe harmed our heart cause us to lose sight of being steadfast in the truth of who God says he is for you or whatever it is that you're, you know, you're believing God for, or, or whatever that is that we allow that. And we allow that offense in our heart to overtake us and show up in our emotions and our actions and our speech, you know, and I think that's kind of where that starts. So it still comes back to our heart, which God's heart for you is always good even when we let him down right mm-hmm. how many of us as humans like someone's let us down and our heart for them is good but they let it they let us down we're kind of like and you deserve that god never says you deserve that yeah his heart is always good for you and that's hard to understand because we've all you know even with your children i love my children i would give them my right arm i think maybe but um you know there's been things that your kids they they make decisions as they get adults and you think okay let's see how that works out for you and you're kind of like mm. when it happens like i knew that was going to happen i told you that was going to happen god never does that to us yeah. he never does that his heart is always <clears throat> for good yeah it is he's faithful and- He's, and that's the thing you got to, that's the purpose today, you know, to discover and to be reminded that God's faithful. I, so I want to encourage you to, you know, to not lose hope, but not, if I would have said that earlier, that just sounds like just a word of encouragement, you know, like, okay, don't lose hope. Okay. We've said that before. Someone's told me that before, but I want you to think about it in, in, in context to God's faithfulness. Don't lose hope. So the very circumstances which were meant to break your faith in God's promises are actually the events setting up their fulfillment. And so let me explain this. Well, God's faithful. He's he's going to he kept his promise. He f- fulfilled his responsibility. And so the reality is we don't see the path. We don't always understand. The Bible says something that's real important that I have to constantly remind myself of, or the Lord reminds me. And, and typically it's in times where I come to the realization, like I come to Jesus moment, so to speak, where, you know, I've already dug a hole for myself or already put myself into a position through my stinking thinking or through my actions. You know, I've gotten off track. Maybe some of you are. Well, you're in good company, but I've read scripture. This scripture comes back a lot and it's that his ways 
are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. So this faithful God who never lets us down, who has never failed, who can't lie, who it's, he's, he's, you know, he's, it's, he's infallible. His word is infallible. He can't fail. You know, this, this God, his ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. And so we can't see the path. We don't see it lining up. So we begin to think that it's not happening. We begin to doubt that it happens. Faith begins to, you know, get siphoned out of us. And so we begin to lose hope, you know, because the circumstances going on around us. But what if those circumstances were, you know, uh, that are meant that are the enemy placed there or tried to exploit to break your faith in God's promises? What if they were actually the events that are going to set up their fulfillment? You know, what if your dark times were opportunities for God to shine? You know, he hasn't placed you in your current troubles, you know, to, to forget about you or Diana said, you know, to, to scold you or how about to imprison you, right? He's, he's building your story yeah, and his glory and God is glorified in our unlikely circumstances. So when there seems to be no logical way to get from A to Z, right from here to there, that's when God steps in. And he, he waits until there can be no other answer than the hand of God so that there be no one else to praise but him. He did it with Lazarus, you know, you know, when he came to the, when, when the prophet was sent to the woman that had a son that had a little bit left and she had just enough to make this one meal and then her son and her were going to die. You know, when, when she was at the end of her rope and she had nothing left and then, you know, then the answer came and, you know, it when, when, there's story after story after story in the Bible, you know, where, um, where, you know, it was God came in when there was no other answer. The woman with the issue of blood, she had had the issue for 12 years. She had spent every dime that she had on physicians and doctors and other remedies, and she did not get better. However, she got worse. She had tried it all. I mean, she was now broke. She was an outcast. She was still hurting. She was worse. She was 12 years worse than she was when she started. So I'm sure she was weak and sick and frail, discouraged, down, whatever, name it. And she got to a place where there was no answer and, and, and here, and here's Jesus, right? And so, um, he's, he's faithful. He's faithful. You know, it's interesting because he's faithful even when he doesn't mean to be right. Yeah. He's just walking yeah. and she's just like, and he's like, I felt well, something well, coming. He wasn't even, he wasn't even planning. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even planning it. It wasn't even part of his program yet. It was, but he's just walking along minding his own business and she just full of faith. Full of faith. He's full of faith. And just, she just touched the hem of his garment. I was like, oh, whoa, what just happened? So First you left me. The definition, so so we, this is not in the notes, this part, but this is free. <laughs> but, you know, this is where the Holy Spirit comes in, I think, and helps. So we're talking about the woman with the issue of blood. We just I just spoke on this last week, but you, you, you know, we're, let's talk about, I think we're both on the same page here. So he's full of faith, which means faith, faithfulness, one of the definitions is full of faith. So we're talking about a Jesus who is full of faith, so full that like you ever carried like you ever had like a cup of coffee that you put to the to, to too high, you know, and you go to carry it. You know, Starbucks is the worst sometimes. I hate to say it, I love it. I drink it every day, but you know, their lids. If it's too full, you know, I mean, you go to drink it and you do, you know you just go like this and it drips out the side and you're like what? But you know, when something's too full, it makes it very difficult, right, to contain what's in it. And Jesus was full of faith. He's faithful. 
That's good. Okay, so he was walking along full of faith. And so we always commend this woman's faith. She had faith, but she did. She had faith in everything. I want to say that again. She had faith in everything. She had faith in everything that she had tried. The Bible says that this woman tried everything and was not better. So it wasn't her faith in God. It was her, she had faith in everything. She just happened to land on something that was full of faith. And so Diana said, you know, when Jesus was walking around, just minding his own business, even though it was a setup and it's a setup for you, he's minding his own business, faithful. She does what? She unleashes, she taps in, she tips over, she bumps. the full cup of Jesus and his faith came out and landed on her. It didn't just land on her, but it landed on Jairus, the one who was, who, who had already come to him about his daughter. And then it didn't just land on the two of them. If you read in Matthew, it went from it. Then when he left the, the, his house, two blind men followed Jesus and they said, Hey, I want to be healed. And it landed on them and it landed on the, the demon possessed man from that standpoint. And it just went, then it went on to say, and Jesus went from city to city, just healing the sick and do it. it went and because it was, it was, pulled from the one who's faithful who's full of faith and you got to understand that's who you serve today you serve the God who's full of faith he's not going to let you down it's who it's who he is it's not a coat or a shirt that he puts on and takes off it's in him it's part of him and even when you know he's not you know on a he's always about the father's business right but you know, how many have been set out to go here and you move here? He's just going about the father's business and just, it just blessed her. It just Popped poured out onto her. Yeah. It just dribbled on her. So that's, that's awesome because, you know, I want to be that full. Mm-hmm. I want to be so full of faith that when someone bumps me, that something was just different. I was talking with someone um, this weekend. We were talking with someone again, and they were just talking about different people in church and how there's sometimes that there's some people that you just, you go to them and they just give you a hug and you just feel the presence of God and that like embrace. I want to be so full of God that when I come encounter somebody, no matter where it's at, that they just feel God's faithfulness to me and they're drawn to him his faith to faith just by encountering by encountering jesus her life was never the same yeah it, it, that's powerful and i want you to get this this morning that god's faithfulness is who he is it's not what he possesses yeah it's who he is he's faithful it's not a thing like diana said it's not a coat it's not a shirt right it's who he is it's in his deep. He's all the way through him. You cut him, he bleeds. Faithfulness. You, you touch him, you, you, you know, you experience his faithfulness. It's not, it, can I just say this? It's not possible for him to ever be unfaithful to you because there's no unfaithfulness in him. In other words, it's not possible for him to let you down. It's who he is. God's faithfulness, let me give you another one. So number one, God's faithfulness is who he is. Here's another one. God's faithfulness is what he's done for you in the past. If you need to, if you, if you need to link it to something, if you need to, if you need to experience and and be reminded of something, remember your story with God, meditate on it, chew on it. Right. And remember what God's done for you. 
in, 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 because whatever he's done for you in the past, can I just say this? He'll do it for you again today. Scroll up to that scripture. I want to read the scripture right before. Yeah. So in, uh, in Psalms 94, he who dwells, this is a scripture that we talk about a lot. We, yeah, I'm sorry. What'd I say? Psalms 91, (laughs) one through four. He who dwells in the shelter of the most high will remain secure and rest in the shadow of the almighty whose power no enemy can withstand. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust with great confidence and whom I rely for. He will save you from the trap of the fowler, from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you and completely protect you with his pinions and under his wings, you'll find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a wall. That's amplified, amplified version. His faithfulness is a shield in a wall. And um, what's cool about that is when the enemy comes at you, which he does, and that's what makes you question your faith, it's what make, makes you question what you thought you heard, where you are, and also can make you question God's faithfulness because that's what the enemy's desire to do is. But when that happens, think about Psalms 91 here. It says his faithfulness is a shield, not your faithfulness. Right? Not your faithfulness, not your Bible time, not your devotion time, not your prayer time. His faithfulness is a shield and a wall. Imagine like protect a shield's for protection, right? So you take his faithfulness and you and you block. So it's it's interesting because you can actually use his faithfulness, not yours. That's good. That's the that's that scripture I've I've ne- I've never paid attention until recently to the, that last part of that, his faithfulness, man. Because I've tried to use mine before, you know, like try, you know what I'm saying, or tried to use. But his faithfulness is a shield. Mm. A, thir- a third point, really quick. God's faithfulness is what He promised to do for you. The Bible says in Second Corinthians all. Uh, God's promises are yes in him. Amen. That's pretty strong, isn't it? So we may not see it. However, if God's promised it, as long as you and I are meeting the conditions, right, that he attached to that promise, then guess what? He'll do what he promised. You can take that to the bank. That's true. How many times? Think about this. I want to get to this part, Diane, because, um, you know, this is one of the reasons I... I wanted to talk about this. Scroll down to the songs, Mike. There's a song right there, yeah. There's a couple of songs. I wrote an old song, some lyrics down, and then I wrote a more um, contemporary, newer song that um, that my daughter has been leading, and my son and her actually did it a couple weeks ago, and then she did it again this past Sunday at the church. So I'll read the old one first. It says, great, this is based on the scripture in Ecclesiastics, but it says, great is thy faithfulness, Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. And then there's a song, Goodness of God, that I want to read the words. And and then, don't you read them? (laughs) You're not going to make me sing on. No, no, read the words. Read the words. You're just not going to do it. No, no, you're singing this one. Yeah, yeah, sing. (laughs) But read the words. It says, I love you, Lord. For your mercies never fail me. Mm. All my days I've been held in your hands. 
From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. Listen to this. Listen to the, listen to the chorus now. All my life you have been faithful, mm. and all my life you've been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. And it goes on to say, I love your voice. You've led me through the fire. You want to be reminded today, think of a past victory. You know, think of think of when, when he led you through the fire, when he led you through the circumstance, how he's never failed you. You've led me through the fire in the darkest night, darkest night. Think of the darkest night, the darkest situation you've gone through. He's close like no other. Then it says this, I've known you as a father and I've known you as a friend. How many are so glad that there's so many names that he carries, that he's Lord yeah. of your life, but he's a father, he's a friend. I mean, you could, you can, my pastor preached this weekend where you could just vent to him. You could just talk to him. You can get frustrated with him if you want to. He can handle it. So I've known you as a father, I've known you as a friend, and I've lived in the goodness of God. Because all my life you've been faithful. All my life you've been so, so good. And with every breath I'm able, I'm gonna sing of your goodness because your goodness is running after, right? It's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. That's so good. Thank God. Go ahead. His goodness runs after us mm. because sometimes I'm, we're kind of like our dog that chases that squirrel and he comes after us. Even when we get sidetracked from where we're really supposed to be steadfast in him and we try and do it in our own strength or we make decisions outside of the context of where he has us headed and his goodness chases after us chases after you even when we're undeserving of it even when we failed even when we made mistakes he runs after us the same way and that is when we're doing things the way we need to be when we're doing it right we're trusting him you know someone put up in the comments um you know lord we we, we want to say show me lord and i'll trust you and they reference a scripture in psalms that says his response is, trust me and I'll show you. Yeah. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. We just pray, God, that everyone listening, God, to this podcast, everyone watching, God, everyone participating in it, we just pray, God, that you would, that your faithfulness become real to them, God, that this would be a word that they can carry on, Lord, and that victory, God, would come and testimonies would come and answers would come in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. Talk to you next week.